This is the podcast from Connection Community Church for Sunday, January 9th, 2011. I am the light of the world. Well, good morning, Connection Church. My name is Lori Brown, and I'm the pastor of spiritual formation here at Connection. I'm also a sinner who's been saved by the grace and love of our son, or our Lord and Son, Jesus Christ. Would you please pray with me? Lord God, we just um, hmm, we thank you that you uh, stepped down into uh, darkness as the light of the world, Lord. Right now, um, be with each of us. Open our hearts. Prepare us for what you have for us today. Lord, we pray that um, we are changed and transformed by your message. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so today we start a new four-week series. And we're going to look at some of the I Am sayings of Jesus. So what exactly does that mean, the I am sayings of Jesus? Well, there's seven of these that are found in Scripture in the Gospel of John. And in each of these I am sayings, Jesus makes a declaration about who he is. So, for example, he says, I am the bread of life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the true vine. And today we begin the series with a very familiar I am saying where Jesus in the 8th chapter of John, verse 12, says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So today we're going to consider and look at what all this means. And we're going to begin our exploration by looking at the third chapter of John, beginning with a very familiar verse in the Bible, John 3.16, which reads, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but people loved the darkness instead of the light because their deeds were evil. All those who do evil hate the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. But those who live by the truth come into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. Wow, there is a lot packed into those six verses of Scripture. And we're not going to be able to explore all of it today. So if you're in a small group, I highly recommend that you look at these verses a little bit later and discuss them as a group. Now, today we're going to start with the condemnation and darkness. And personally, I know a lot about these. 
I lived in them. Darkness and condemnation for the first 39 years of my life. So we're going to start there before we move into the light. So condemnation, it's like a two-headed coin. It has two sides or faces. The first is the condemnation that we give ourselves. This kind lives within us, and it manifests itself between our ears in those voices that we speak to ourselves from time to time. You know, my voices sometimes tell me, I'm a loser. Loser. Me. Anybody else have that one? A couple of you, not too many. <laughs> maybe, maybe you don't want to admit it. <laughs> maybe that's the truth. Okay, I'm less than. I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. And the list goes on and on. So I'm not sure exactly what you say, but I'm willing to bet that you've heard them at some point in your life. Maybe more than um, any of us would like to. Now, we can usually recognize someone else's self-condemning voices when they speak them out loud. So when we hear them doing it, we say things to them like, stop beating yourself up. Don't be so hard on yourself. You know, it's so much easier to recognize the falsehood when someone else speaks self-condemning words to themselves. But when we do it to ourselves, what do we do? Right? We have a hard time hearing the falsehood or the lie. It's like we're suddenly telling the truth about ourselves. That is, we start to believe the lie and we really believe and begin to think that I am a loser. I'm no good. Now, some of us have been listening to these voices for so long that the lie has become a truth. We carry them everywhere we go and we take them into everything we do. And today might be the day for some of you to give up those voices. Now, the second side of condemnation is that which we give to others. So we don't just keep it for ourselves. We like to give it out a little. Um, But we do this when we condemn them, right, for their mistakes, their behaviors, their attitudes and beliefs, and especially when these things don't line up with our value system or society's value systems of what's right and wrong. We become the judge, the jury, and the executioner. We say things like, can you believe what she did? I mean, really, come on. Or what he did, or... We even do this under the guise of being religious, right? Instead of using our value system or societies, we use the Bible as the measuring stick to justify our condemnation of others. That's really hard. And if you don't think this is true, then ask yourself why Christianity many times gets a bad rap. I'll tell you right now, it's not because of the love. So this might be another great topic for your small group discussions at some point in the future. Um, Now here's the hard truth about condemnation. We were born into it. We live in darkness When we live in darkness, we can't help but condemn ourselves and others. That's all we know. We've been born into a world that's been broken and condemned since Adam and Eve were separated and banished from the Garden of Eden. It's right here in Scripture, beginning in John, verse 317, and he says it this way. 
For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe in him stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only son. So how can we do anything else? We might as well get a lot of that yellow caution tape. This is caution, do not cross. You know, the kind that they put across buildings that are condemned. And wrap it around the entire world. World condemned. Okay, so while we let that soak in for a moment, let's pause here for a moment. And we're going to look at why people love the darkness instead of the light. I mean, why do they? You know, I think one of the obvious reasons is that when we're in the darkness, it makes everything look better. Aren't we all better looking in the dark? (laughs) We can hide our wrinkles and our flaws there, right? It's not so easy to spot the mess. You know, I know my house looks really clean in the dark. (laughs) Now, darkness, right, it distorts our view. It makes it almost impossible to see. And we actually can't even live in darkness, total darkness, for very long. For without light, we all perish. Even the plants perish if deprived of light. We need light. We need the light of life. Living in darkness, however, only leads to death. So darkness, it's full of deception and lies. It whispers and it calls out to us and our children. It says things like, sex is for everyone. It's not just for adults or married people. It says to our underage children, it's okay to drink. It's okay to smoke some marijuana. It's okay to take some drugs. One time won't hurt. It'll be fun. Isn't that what it says? It'll be fun. Anyway, the list goes on and on. And it appeals to our fleshly desires. Pride, greed, lust, envy, sloth, anger, and gluttony. Some call these the seven deadly sins. Deadly because if we continue to live in them, that's exactly where they lead. Darkness and death. It feeds off our flesh and it kills our spirit in the process. So scripture tells us that people stay in the dark for fear that their deeds will be exposed. I just, um, wow. That's really sad, isn't it? This fear just completely compounds the problem. It puts us in a vicious circle. If I come into the light, well, then what I've done will be seen plainly in the sight of God and others. And then I'm in real trouble, right? It's that self-condemnation coming back to us. The fear of exposure, it's the fear of exposure that keeps us, out of the do- keeps us in the dark and out of the light. We really don't want others to see who we are. If you knew who I was and everything I've done, you'd run the other way. Maybe some of you. I don't know. That's what we think. But everyone will stumble Everyone will make mistakes, even those who live in the light. 
The difference is that those who live in the dark stay in the darkness that leads to death for fear that their deeds will be exposed. But those who live in the life, but those who live by the truth come into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. Okay, so enough about the darkness. Let's move into the light. Light, it is the only thing that can penetrate darkness. The light shines brightly so that those who are still living in darkness can see the light. Earlier I mentioned that I lived in darkness for the first 39 years of my life. During that time, I did the best I could to survive while living in the darkness. I stumbled around trying to fit into a world of condemnation. And the only time I saw or felt a glimmer of hope was when I saw the light. Without light, there is no hope. You know, I had a vision this morning of one time when I was in the darkness. Um, It's really lonely, and I was in my bathroom on the floor just crying. Those are dark days. Anyway, you know what? I thank God for the people who were lights. Jesus was skin on. They would tell me things like, you don't have to continue to live like this any longer. There's another better way. Follow me. I'll walk with you through your pain and your tears. There's love, forgiveness, healing, really, no matter what you've done or what's been done to you. Now, the light also manifests itself in other people by their actions. So a friend would call just the right time. Have you ever had that nudge to call someone out of the blue? Anybody? All right. Did you call? Okay. (laughs) Sometimes we don't call. Listen to it. Pick up the phone. They may need a friend. You might be the only light in their dark day. For me, these people were lifesavers. They saw the good in me that I couldn't see in myself. They would build me up instead of tearing me down. You know, you could say that I lived in many shades of gray. Sometimes I'd move closer to the light, and other times I'd move further away. The only real problem with living in the gray is that gray, even the lightest shade of gray, is still darkness. So what does it mean to come into the light? In the first chapter of John, we are told that in him the word was life. And that life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. John came as a witness to testify concerning that light so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. 
So Jesus in himself, in the eighth chapter right here, declares that it is he who is the light that John spoke about in chapter 1. Here Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So let's pause here for a moment and try to break this down a little. Jesus, the Son of God, God in the flesh, is the light that provides light to the whole world. He is the true light. He is the source of the light that sustains all life on the planet as we know it. When we believe and receive him into our hearts, we are given the light of life. We not only are sustained by it, but it's now been given to us and lives within us in the form of the Holy Spirit and will be with us always because God's light is eternal life with God. Now, I found a great metaphor in a commentary by William Barclay that I thought might help us wrap our brains around this a little bit. Barclay says, Jesus is the very light of God come among men and women. And he is the light which gives them life. Just as a flower can never blossom when it never sees the sunlight, so our lives can never flower with the grace and beauty they ought to have until they are irradiated with the light of the presence of Jesus. Do you want to be irradiated with the light of Jesus? I know I do. So when we receive this light into our hearts, we stand before our maker exposed, but not condemned. This is the good news, right? We stand totally exposed by the light, and that light is the love of God. It's like we've been crossed over from one world that's full of deception, lies, and death, and we've been placed in another that's full of God's grace, truth, love, and abundant life. There's nothing more beautiful than that. Not only life, but eternal life with God. Scripture tells us, right, whoever follows Jesus, will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Don't you love that? We'll never walk in darkness. I will never experience that darkness that I experienced in my bathroom that day ever again. Doesn't mean that I won't hurt or, you know, feel pain, but I won't experience that. And we will have the light of life everywhere we go. Now, does this mean that we're never going to be like really sad or feel grief or mourn? No, of course not. In fact, we actually may feel these more intensely and more intently. Here's why. As God's light and love invades our hearts, we begin to become saddened, grieved, and mourned over the same things that God does. There are people that are literally starving in the world, others that are addicted to all kinds of things, drugs, alcohol, sex, and many who are being abused and oppressed. The bottom line is that there's a lot of people that are living in darkness, and that really grieves God. 
Now, living in the light can also be fun, right? I mean, but it can get a little messy from time to time. So remember earlier when we talked about how the darkness hides the mess? Well, what do you think what happens when we turn the light on? Yeah, exactly, you're right. So when the lights turn on, the mess that we've created by living in darkness is revealed. And there may be some cleanup that's necessary. We might have to forgive that person that we refuse to forgive. We might have to pay back money that we might have stolen or cheated someone out of. We may have to honor our spouse by not looking at pornography anymore. And if we're not married, we might have to stop having sex until we are. Now here's the good news again. Instead of being condemned, we become convicted to change as we allow ourselves to be transformed by the light and love of God. Now it also gets a little messy for other reasons. Because maybe many of your family members, classmates, or coworkers are still living in darkness. So this can create some tension for both you and them, as not everybody's playing by the same rules. We're called to live in this tension, and we have to learn how to negotiate being in the world, but not of the world. And don't think that just because you're living in the light that the darkness won't continue to whisper to you, because it will. Now, in those situations, remember that you have the light of life. For me, one of the best and fastest ways that I can quiet those voices and thoughts is to expose them in the light by telling it to someone else, another Christian, who can help me in my struggle of the voices. So accountability partners in small groups are great for this. If you don't have one or you aren't in a small group, consider joining one. Come to Segway Wednesday night. We would love to have you. Now, on the flip side, we also get to rejoice with God. We did a lot of that during worship, right? We rejoice with each other and God. We get to enjoy the gifts of the kingdom now, even while we wait for the future fulfillment when Jesus' kingdom when Jesus comes back, we live in the blessing now and we grow in the fruits of the Spirit. Love, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Life with Jesus changes everything. We will never walk in darkness. We will be children of light. So here's the thing. You and we may be the only light that someone ever sees. Are you shining? Do you have the light? If not, Jesus is reaching out to you in your darkness, and he's saying, come on, come up into the light. All you have to do is ask. It's so easy. Jesus, I am stuck in the darkness. Save me. I believe in you, and I want this light of life. you have the light, 
How brightly are you shining? If you're not shining all that bright, you might want to talk to somebody. Maybe there's some things that, you know, are weighing you down. So we are called to be the light. Jesus with skin on for each other as we walk through this life. So Jesus is the light of the world. So let's follow the light. Let's be the light. The light of life. Let's pray. Lord God, I just, um, gosh, thank you so much that you stepped down into darkness to be the light, to show us the way, to whisper to our ears, we don't have to walk in darkness anymore. Lord, um, thank you so much that you came to live and dwell among us as the light. Lord, I just um, thank you so much for living within us, among us. Thank you for saving us. Lord, if there's um, anyone who's still stuck in darkness, reach down right now and pull them out, Lord, into the glorious light that saves and does not condemn. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at www.connectioncc.org. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life that he offers.